0: Hello, lovies. Welcome to Season 5 of the Misadventures in Eden podcast. I want to thank my followers for their continued support. And if you're new here, I'm your host, Khadija, and I hope that you stick around to enjoy my meanness, my uniqueness, my... Little notes and advice and all of that good stuff. I've been working on this episode, I'm not gonna lie, for over a month. Yeah, but life just had to do its thing and forced me to slow down a bit. A few things, well, prevented me from getting this season to you sooner. I caught that horrible virus that's been going around. Not COVID though. Just a nasty, awful cold that's still kind of lingering on my chest a little bit, still coughing up, you know, a little bit. Not too much, but it's just annoyingly stuck with me at the moment. So you might hear a little bit of me clearing my throat or my throat might get dry or voice will be cracked up. Or if you think that I'm not singing the same, it's because this goes still on me. My- kind of, and it left me severely hydrated, so I'm still trying to rehydrate, not much Gatorade I drink for the past few weeks, money just going on in Gatorade and water, and I still still doesn't seem to be fully hydrated or back to normal, just yet, so just bear with me a little bit, also, my desktop that I've been doing most of my work on, and all of my research and readings and everything, have decided that, you know what, I'm just not going to work for you today. Yeah, just don't feel like working today, or now One. So yeah, so I may have to possibly replace... The motorboard, if I don't get the motherboard replaced, then I'll just replace the whole damn thing because I was fighting up with this, that stuff. I love it. It's my baby. But at the same time, when I give in too much trouble, it's just to leave it and move on. At some point, you just had to give up on those things <laughs> Can't fix everything all the time. And yeah, and, and I've just been like extra busy for some reason, but for no reason at all. You ever felt like that? You're always busy or for the past week or two weeks or whatever, you're just going. You're just busy. But when, you know, you get a chance to sit down and you reflect and you look back on what's going on, you just can't seem to find what it is had you so busy for all that time. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's me. That's That's just me. So let's get to it. So what's your type? When it comes to sex, that is. While aimlessly scrolling through Instagram one day, that's what I usually do. And I say I'm, I'm bored or I just need to take a break from reality. I just go on Instagram. I came across a very interesting term that describes all the type of sex that I was having. Well, that we all have or we all have had at some point in time or currently have it. And uh, I'm not just talking about, like, angry sex or makeup sex either. Not not that kind of, of sex. So, of course, you know, I had to do my my research. I did a light research, dug around a little bit, and uh, came across a book written by a psychologist that I wish, I so wish, I could get my hands on right now, but I just can't. So I did the next best thing, just save it for later, put It in my Amazon book wishlist. Hopefully, at some point, I'll get it the physical book. But I did manage to get a proper definition from several sites that kind of confirmed the, the stuff that I read on the Instagram for the type, along with two others. So, let me impart some wisdom on you from Dr. Sue Johnson, the founder of Emotionally Focused Couples Therapy. As a clinical psychologist, Dr. Johnson's primary goal is creating connections in close relationships and has done years of scientific research with her team to educate those who want to know more about the revolutionary science of attachment and bonding. Right, so here's how I'm going to do it. It's three types and I'll do them in three parts because I think that these terms need your undivided attention so that you could fully grasp the concepts and interpret them in a way that would bring about real thinking and not just service level comprehension. And maybe it might help make, give you some kind of clarity or make sense to you in terms of your relationships or your experiences. At least, you know, you could kind of start to piece together certain things whether it's your experience or someone else's experience, and just, you know, have some deeper understanding and everything. So, let's start with a couple of biological characteristics of sex. At some point, you may have heard of the feel good hormone oxytocin, oxytocin gets activated and released during any bonding activity of any kind. But it's more felt by, well, it's more strongly felt by women when it gets enhanced by estrogen, especially during sexual activities. Not only sexual activities, but especially during sexual activities. But do you know what is the male equivalent to this, to oxytocin? It's called vasopressin. And I hope that I'm pronouncing that properly. So yeah, vasopressin. It's a male hormone that gets released after sex that inspires a man to stay by his partner protectively. Like when a man just gets done putting in the rounds and you know he lays there all wet and sweaty and whatnot and he just look over at the person he just had sex with. And for a moment, even if it's a brief moment, he doesn't want to leave something in him, some feeling inside of him, some part of him is telling his brain that he should stay and protect this person and maybe even cuddle with them or whatnot, right? Unless it's a business transaction, if that's what you into. If that's the case, then that's something different. That's a different situation. But yeah, that feeling that they get is brought on by the hormone vasopressin. So, because of this, vasopressin was dubbed as the monogamy molecule. And uh, when I read this, and I was going through it and thinking about it, my thoughts on this was if this is where the, the man feels a sense of obligation to stay because raw instincts shouts to him that, hey, you just performed an act of reproduction. So this person might possibly bear your offspring and they need to protect them for the successful continuation of your bloodline. So in a way, it forces him to be monogamous or at least give the illusion of monogamy. I hope you get what I'm going there. But that, that was just my initial thoughts on it. Let me know if you think the same way or if you have a different perspective or a different spin on it. All right. So, this is why sex plays a particularly important part in romantic relationships because these hormones allow us to bond and build trust with one another. So, try not to have sex with just anybody because you don't want to develop a bond with someone you don't like or you don't know too well, yeah? Okay, before I dive into this first type, I just want to let you know that pleasure is a holistic experience. You must define what pleasure is to you and intentionally make your experience enjoyable for you. It might sound selfish, but hopefully once you are enjoying yourself, your partner or partners will feed off of your energy and enjoy the act as well. Some people like me, and others yeah also get pleasure from pleasing others right so just be mindful of your partners turn ons and their turn offs so that you get the maximum benefit from your experience and also bear in mind you know to set the mood and create a safe space that both of you feel comfortable in not only to give but to receive pleasure That could be something like um, maybe someone, your partner, or you are into scented candles. Buy a few scented candles, light that up in your room or wherever you're going to do your deed. Or you could use scent diffusers. Um, Or it could be something as simple as just dimming or turning off the lights. Or just go for foreplay. Make sure you have a nice round of foreplay before you start to get into everything. Just don't be boring. Don't let your experience be boring or subtle boring or just be like one of those porn shows or those porn just clips or whatever it is you watch and you just, you know, see they're going in vagina or whatever it is you're into. Just don't let it be boring. Set the mood. Make it nice and comfortable. Make sure your partner or your partners, whatever you're into, is comfortable. And organize okay, yourself nice. You'll enjoy your time. Even if you want to add another person into the mix, that's fine as well. Just as long as you make sure everyone is set. Everyone is okay. Everyone is comfortable and ready to do. And give consent, huh? Get consent. Oh, my God. Make sure you get consent. You don't want any mishaps out here. Right. So the first type of sex is called seal of sex. This is focused on lowering sexual tension, getting the big O, and feeling confident in your sexual abilities. The key to winning is sensation, the greater the better, and performance, sometimes known as the Godam hot factor. Yes, that is the name of the factor, quote unquote, hot factor. This type of sex appears to be more easily performed by men because they have the ability to transition fast from arousal to climax. Women on the other hand, take longer to become excited and require more coordination from a partner to truly enjoy sex. So they say, I mean, they did the scientific research and all and they have been doing it for years and they kind of know what they're talking about. But sometimes with these psychological researches, um, something to notice that the the subjects, the population, the the what you call them, the sample that they use to do their research may be middle-aged white people, right? So it might not pertain to. Although these days they're trying their best, but the, well, I mean these days, for the past few years they've been trying their best to incorporate as much diverse ethnicities as possible. But of course, you know, sometimes uh, the people who's volunteering to do this research, to be the samples in this research, may not always be a proper representative of of every group, right, of every ethnic group. So just bear that in mind. But yeah, back to the seal of sex. So it can be used to describe quickies. You know, you want to have a quick just to release some tension, just to get yeah, that that flush out, that that sexual tension out. You could do a quickie, or in some cases, well, in my case, like dick appointments, or even business transactions. You could use this to describe. See, love sex to describe business transactions because it's just sex where you you just want to have sex with little to no strings attached to the person who you're having sex with so as you can imagine a seal of sex does not it doesn't fare well in long-term relationships they said it's great for one night stands right but because it's one-dimensional Constant innovation is necessary. So, if you're in a long-term relationship, I think what they mean here is like, um, it can be mutually satisfying in long-term relationships, but it's not normal. And uh, I think in, in some instances where you had a bad day, let's say you had a bad day and you come home and they just want to, Release, you just want to, you know, you come home and you partner there and you just want to release and have that um, not clarity or, or you just want to have that flush of um, oxytocin and vasopressin or, and all of that, you just want to, you know, have a nice, a nice calming, clearing session, it could work. It could work. But if that's the only type of sex that you have, it could cause some problems. Because if all you want to do is just come home, have sex, roll over and sleep, then it could leave your partner feeling isolated and deprived of of just that emotional bonding that after sex emotional bonding and that lack of emotional connection shuts off real eroticism it can but not necessarily happen cause the partner to look for this connection this emotional connection outside of the relationship, or they may feel so lonely or left out that they end the relationship. This describes the sex that I've had with my big guys, especially the first big guy. The relationship part of it was little to non-existent, and we were just there for sex, nothing more, yeah, until all that happened happened and the collab the, co- the collaboration between us ended it was fun while it lasted but it was how about it it was completely different to the experience that i had with the other day guy completely opposite so If I had, had to do it all over again, I would say yes. Yes, I would. Because every experience that I've had, as off-putting or as bad or as horrible or as enlightening or whatever it is, played a role in transforming me into the person that I am today, however misunderstood I am to other people. So, I think at some point in time, everyone may have had this form of sex the seal of sex and i hope that i made it as simple and easy for you to understand and you could most likely relate it maybe right so that's it for this episode at least and for trying to explain as best as possible this type seal of sex. Um I hope you've learned something new from this episode. Whether it be the whole thing with the oxytocin and the vasopressin or this type of, of yeah this type of sex. I hope you learned something new and it or it gave you something to really sit and think about as you reflect on your experiences. Um and one thing I just want to note want you to note is that none of these terms or these types are meant to be painted in a negative or positive light it's just is these are just terms that they have coined and came up with based on their years of scientific research but also bear in mind um the sample that they use to do this research on might not be a a best representative of everyone in your world and these research is based on us so yeah just take a slight but still still take it serious in a sense don't base your everything off of it but at least now that you have the knowledge you'll be able to be informed and know and compare if you hear anything else right and hey life is short Live good, eat good, and please don't have any boring sex. Do not. No boring sex. Just, that's always been my motto. All right? So, catch me in the next episode.